This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Absolutely raining podcasts. Unbelievable. We've heard from Peter Ridsdale, Ryan Lowe, Madge Frockyar, and yet you still suspect this is the one people are waiting for. I hope so anyway. How are you? There's no chance people are waiting for this one. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't be anything other than aroused listening to Peter Ridsdale's review of all things Preston North End up to now, could you? That was the most eagerly anticipated podcast of well, as long as I can recall, really. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm really well, thanks. It's um, it's good to be back after a sustained period away, really. When you take into account that we'd been smashing out podcasts like they were not fashion previously, it was nice to have. How many days has it been now? It was last Monday. We're now on Friday afternoon. You do the math. Mm. Quite a lot of it. Yeah. The only negative from the Ridsdale chat was you weren't there to join in. That would have been unbelievable. I wasn't actually invited. I'm pretty sure you were airborne at the time. Well, I would have moved hell and high water to do it. (laughs) But um, I never got the opportunity. Perhaps for the best, because who knows what sort of nonsense we'd have got Peter embroiled into chatting about. Better. Mm-hmm. It's better that we just hear about North End topics from Peter Isdale, which I don't even believe. Well, no, I don't even mean what came out of my mouth then. That was absolute nonsense. Everyone wants to hear, like, Ridsdale's opinion on, I don't know, Kane Dingle and people like that. <laughs> Before we started, you said, what on earth are we discussing here? So this should be interesting. Well, yeah, have... con- considering North End haven't actually kicked a ball in competitive action since we've been away... Um, what on earth are we going to find find to discuss here? I guess this is the challenge of real our podcasting metal. Can we deliver when there's nothing to talk about? And I think we can because you've been away, I've been away. Tell us about your trip to North Macedonia 
and Bulgaria with a dreadful football match in between. Yeah, I mean, crikey, we thought at times that North End were a tough watch over the last couple of years. Well, England were uh, absolutely appalling, to be totally honest. But you don't necessarily go to watch England play football, do you? If you wanted to watch that, you'd probably just stay at home. But, um, yeah, it was a really good trip, actually. Really good clan of people attended, uh, which is good. Well, I don't really spend a great deal of time with, really. But, um, no, yeah, really good set of lads. Really enjoyed it. We flew to Bulgaria, Sofia, on the Sunday morning. That was the one low light, really. It was at some ungodly hour in the morning that I had to uh, rise and shine. But, yeah, I went to Bulgaria and then got a bus from Sofia to Skopje, which appeared hell, really. Like, when you take a account, you've got to go on a bus for five hours and then go through a real rigorous border control. You know, it was going to take a long time, but um, that was perfectly fine. And yeah, it's a little bit rough in it, Sophia, for those who've been. It's a bit rough and ready, but there's something relatively romantic about it. I didn't think it was as bad as people have made out to me in the past. But then Scotia was, was really good. I really enjoyed there. Um, really cheap. Just a really nice vibe around the place. We We were closer to the old town and it was quite a... I don't know, it was like going back in time a little bit, but it was... Just a nice place, quite old-fashioned with like lots of statues which appear old, but they aren't old at all because it's a, it's quite, it's been on this sort of rise. I'm led to believe from like this sort of older place to this uh, newer place, but they wanted to keep the history. Obviously, Alexander of Macedonia derives from there, as we discussed in the previous podcast. So there's obviously a massive statue of him there. Uh, but um, it looks like it's quite old, but it was actually built, I'm not entirely sure when, but uh, perhaps in the early 2000s, if I was to hazard a guess. But yeah, it's worth going, really cheap, and, um, and yeah, just a really nice place, I thought. But yeah, enjoyed it all in all. Did you get that information from locals, or did you do a bit of reading? No, I, I think a couple of lads who um, who came along, one of which, I think Alex Wood, is a real cultural anorak, and he likes to, um, he likes to do plenty of research into the place he's going and he was a font of all Macedonian knowledge the kudos to him who enlightened me on many a thing Macedonian he wasn't able to tell me what what was on one particular menu, it just had one word in English for this dish and it was lung could Tasty. you imagine ever, ever going to a restaurant reading the, the word lung and thinking yeah, I'm going to order lung. So I steered well clear and went for the mixed grill. Did that not include some lung? Quite possibly. I'll <laughs> not tell you what, what animal it was. <laughs> Just lung. No. no that it, is insane. As far as I was aware, it, it, it could have easily been a human lung. I, I, absolutely no idea. I highly doubt it was a human lung because that would be unethical. But... um. I steered well clear of the uh, of the lung. Pretty got, cheap. Like, a smoker's lung or something. Yeah, cheapest chips. Um, about eighty pence a pint in places, which is a pretty rum cocktail when you're basically not got a great deal to Else do to other do. than drink. So luckily, I managed to keep myself in a in um, quite a well behaved manner, kept in stern control of myself, and just enjoyed the festivities. Talk to me about Munich, because you've also been away, haven't you? Munich. 
Yeah, I mean, 80, 80p a pint sounds pretty good compared to Munich, but you know, those steins are unreal, to be fair. They just go down nicer than a normal pint. Really cold. Just like brilliant. There wasn't yeah, my experience uh, steins. He tends to get sort of halfway down and then they start to lose that brisk nature to them and they can be a relatively tough drink, but it seems like you were galloping through them. <laughs> no, that was my expectation. But uh no, slightly better than that. I'd say three quarters of it was was pretty good. Yeah. The beer halls are great, although one of one of the places was a nightmare to get a seat in. Like we literally walked from back from front to back about six times in two days and then walked straight back out because you just can't sit down. Managed to get in there Sunday, but yeah. Recommend anyone booking if they ever go. Pretty busy nice. in there. Enjoyable though. Yeah, the beer halls are good, aren't they, in Germany? I've been to I've been to quite a few well, I've been to one in Berlin a few times. But yeah, they're good, aren't they? Good vibes in there. Yeah, cool. Pretty cool. We were at the quiz last night, weren't we? And we were both left to rue our lack of knowledge of the 2005 Elephant Polo World Championships. What was yes. that about? Well, if anybody knows who won the 2005 Elephant Polo World Championships, please enlighten us. Well, or we know. What did some become world champions of in 2005? Well, you've just given the answer, you absolute clown. The right. question was, Please get in contact with us and tell us who won the 2005 Elephant Well, that wasn't Polo the World question asked on the night, was it? So you you messed that well, up. No, it wasn't, in fairness. <laughs> it wasn't. But that's not strictly relevant. So what but I'll do anyway. is I'll edit, I'll edit me saying the country out and we'll keep the rest of that in and hopefully it doesn't sound ridiculous. Okay. I'm sure it will. That sounds good to me. But anyway, yeah, I uh, I was the issue in our, in our team. I was the reason we got wiped out. For those who, who aren't aware, there's a wipeout round as part of the quiz where you get two points for a correct answer and you get wiped out for the whole round if you choose to answer a question but get it incorrect. You don't have to answer all questions. And it's an obvious question, this. And I, I just had a complete brain fade and it really upset me and it came back to bite. I put, incredibly, the train spotter. Same as us. You're going to say the same. Was in Glasgow. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I just, I just, I backed my teammates. And I would have put my life up. on it. I would have put my life on it, to be totally honest. But yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? Glasgow. But other than that, we got it spot on. Martin Peters scored the yeah. uh, other England goal in the World Cup final. Other than Jeff Hurst, Beatles. how many? Yeah, well. Well, we had a real stern argument on our table regards the Beatles, and we were actually proven to be correct when we researched it later on. The question was, what year did the Beatles split up? And the correct answer is 1970. But it only got officially confirmed in 1974. So I must admit, the first answer that came into my mind was in 1974, but there's an avid Beatles fan on our team who said no it's definitely 1970 and he actually started having a strop in the fact we'd put 1974 <laughs> so we ended up just crossing it all out and then obviously he was proven correct when the answers came up later on what so the Beatles kept oh. it quiet for four years well they didn't confirm the split up they just stopped creating right. new music and doing gigs but McCartney did an interview in 74 where he was asked about the Beatles and he said yeah that's the end right 
Did you get you two members? No, we left that blank. We left that blank. I'll tell you who would have got that answer. And I'm not sure whether he listens to the podcast, but he is an avid YouTube fan. Is is um I can't remember his Twitter at it's something like at Woofty Roofty or something like that. <laughs> Woof yeah, Woofty Ruff Ruff or something. Yeah. I shall keep his identity a secret. He's a massive U2 fan. He's travelled around the world watching U2, I believe. Wow. Just from observing at Woofty Ruff Ruff on Twitter. Before we get into the football, any Black Friday deals picked up by yourself? No. Uh, quiet for me, really. I've never been one to get stuck into Black Friday. I um, saw a great quote from Martin Lewis the other day. It was something like, if you weren't going to buy it, you've wasted 100% of your money. If yeah. you were going to buy it, you've... Yeah. And I thought that's good. Really, really good, that. Martin Lewis is renowned for coming out with very good things, isn't he? He's a very wise man, Martin Lewis. The sort of person who you wouldn't mind being your lodger. If you were willing you just, to rent out a room at your house. Next door neighbour. Yeah. Maybe Martin's yeah. just that kind of name. You just Martin's a great name. Martin. <laughs> Martin. <laughs> Martin, please you told me through what I'm doing wrong with regards to my tax bracket, please. Martin. <laughs> Martin's a great name. No offense haven't had a, had enough players or managers called Martin over the years. Maybe we could get onto the Riddler in January. Let's let's bring in a Martin. Can't think of yeah. any. Mads and Martin Odegaard, midfield. Yeah, Martin Odegaard would be good. Or even a Martine. We could bring in a Dutchman called Martine. Yeah. Yeah, we could do. Food for thought for the Riddler. I, just, know, if you I really doubted myself whether Odegaard's first name was Martin then. I thought I'd make an absolute prat of myself, but it is. No, it's definitely Martin, yeah. yeah. Martin Odegaard, I think. Odegaard, yeah. Uh, to pronounce it. He's got one of those lines in his O. Which is a lousy description, but I can't remember the term. <laughs> it's not an umlaut, is it? That's the two dots above a letter. The international breaks are over through to March now. You've just got to stay level headed for these next few months because it just could be up and down and everywhere. Well, it's quite likely that it will be up and down. I wouldn't have thought it'd be all up, but it won't be all down. I wouldn't have thought. We're going to come in for some good wins. We're going to lose a few games and we're going to draw games. That's just how football works, isn't it? And that's why people come to this podcast. Because they get in-depth knowledge like that. But yeah, Cardiff's one of those games, isn't it? At the weekend where you expect to win, but it's not as easy as doing so. Cardiff have a pretty decent record here, don't they, as well, in recent times. I know we beat them um, last year in March, or this year, but last season. Um, But they had quite a good record here in lockdown. I remember the put pay to our hopes of making the sort of top yeah. six Mendes Lang and then they put the final mm. nail in the Frankie McAvoy coffin if you recall on that bleak winter evening or afternoon at Deepdale that was a hellish day that um, but yeah Cardiff one of those games you expect to win and then you know you've got a run of games where you might expect to do quite well in but it's just what was the Frankie game that. Uh, we got beat. We were, I'm pretty sure we were 1 0 up at half time. And then it was a dreadful second half. I recall writing about it. I literally, I never used to do this when I used to do my column for Lank's Life. I actually got in that night and started writing instantly. And my anger and frustration came out in those words. I recall a quote. I think I wrote. Oh, yeah, 2 1. The they were crap as well, weren't they? 
Yeah. It's quite harsh. Quite harsh reading back because, I mean, how could you genuinely like dislike McAvoy? But at the time, I was very anti-McAvoy. I think I put still learning on the job, still failing the same old tests or something like that. It was better than that, but it was but the uh, sentiments the same. But that was a dreadful afternoon. McAvoy, <laughs> memory of McAvoy just stood there in a sodden North End tracksuit on the touchline, not doing a great deal to be honest, other than getting wet. He wasn't barking orders or instructions or anything really like that. Just um, he was just getting absolutely wet through. I'd erase and that then... from my memory, but I found it here. Yeah, that was that was a dreadful day, wasn't it? It really was. We scored after about a minute. Anyway, we should be going into it confident, shouldn't we? Oh yeah. I don't see why not. We ended the um we ended that sort of stanza of games with with a real high, didn't we, at Blackburn? It'll be a real test for those momentum maniacs, but I suppose they've got an excuse either way, haven't they? Because um the international break could have either halted our momentum after that last minute winner at Blackburn or it could have we could have carried the momentum through the international break into this Cardiff game so I suppose they've got an excuse either way but yeah um, yeah I don't see why why we can't go into that game with confidence players are starting to come back which is good to read in your um, splash with the Riddler so yeah, we're um, we're heading in quite a good direction, I think, and it'd be good just to consolidate that win at Blackburn with another three points. To use a darting analogy, it's only a break of th- 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 throw if you then go on to hold your throw. So there was no point winning at Blackburn if you're not going to beat Cardiff at home, if you know what I mean. If you get yeah. my drift, you reminded me of. The uh, Smith Van Gerwen leg kept coming up on my Twitter the other day from last year, and I watched it about 10 times. Oh, wow. It's one of those moments you've just got to pinch yourself you were alive to actually see. Oh, without doubt, yeah. I mean... I was jumping around my living room like an idiot when when it went in. Yeah, I I recall exactly where I was. I was in my living room watching it with my friend James, and we were both bouncing... What he got hit. It's just iconic commentary in it from Mardell. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Michael may miss and Michael may hit. And then Smith obviously <laughs> Michael missed and then Michael did hit. I can't yeah. speak. I can't uh, speak. <laughs> yeah, but this time of year is is it's just absolutely orgasmic for any darts fan. We've had the European Championships, we've had the Grand Slam of darts recently, where heavy metal Ryan Searle smashed in a maxi at the slam. That was an epic maximum to win the match. Um, and then, obviously, you've got the Players' Championship Finals, which is on IT4 this weekend. I'm currently watching now. Gian Van Veen. He's in action. And then, obviously, you've got the World <laughs> Darts Championship coming up next month. So, yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's just a great time to be a darts fan. Sport around this time is absolutely superb because it just comes at you in droves. Mm. It's pitch black by half four, and you just got a night of sport to feast yourself on. Yeah, and then when you've not got sport, you've got like Corey Emmerdale and extenders to get stuck into. You got I'm a celebrity if you're into that sort of nonsense. 
good times this time of year. Really nice. You go to Christmas markets, you feel the crackle of leaves underfoot. You know, you just you feel yourself eating and eating and eating. It's a <laughs> feast of food and sport and everything. You're constantly you put in extra drunk. layers on for the football. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, maybe you're not because sometimes you just you just go in a polo shirt in the middle of winter, don't you? My attire remains the same from December to May, to be totally honest, or and August. You can include them all. <laughs> I just, I, I just tend to wear a jacket. To yeah. be totally honest. Super. I used to wear that blue jacket, which people started cutting on. That I used to wear the same bright blue jacket, and I was the most spotable man on the planet. But now I've changed my jacket, and I don't get spotted quite as much. It was starting mm. to wind people up. A regular on the pod, well, not on the podcast, but. Um, who listens to the podcast at Still Hitch used to berate me for wearing that blue jacket, which is out of order. I've still got it now. So you read and listened to Peter? I didn't actually listen to Peter, which is. Which you just is, assumed it was the word well, you yeah. used at the start. Yeah. yeah, it's orgasmic. Oh, well, it will have been, won't it? Um, but you had I a read. I prefer to read, really. Yeah. 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 Main you points, because I think we've not talked anywhere near enough North End. By how long this has gone on for? So um, the first thing to know was that I read I read it in Peter Isdale's voice. Um, well, I challenge any <laughs> I would challenge anybody to read the article and not do it in the voice of Peter Isdale. It's more or less impossible. But no, I thought it was a really good in depth chat. I really enjoyed it, George. It must have taken you quite a while to uh, to transcribe it verbatim. Because we know the Rizzo likes to talk and talk and talk, which is no bad thing. Um, it did, yeah. It's probably a good time for him to do an interview, isn't it? We're fifth in the league, but I don't think that's a reason not to do it. You don't so it's not the Riddler's to... first rodeo, is it? No. He's always going to do it when it's going relatively nicely. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. But, yeah, I've spoke to him before when things haven't been going so good. But there were still things to discuss, I felt. Because du- during the January window, you're not really going to get him, are you? So try and get in there before it. And it uh, looks yeah. like we might be doing a couple of things. I think we could do with one or two in Jan, couldn't we? Just to, if we're yeah. still in and around it, just uh, it'd be naive to just sit back and think we'll we'll be fine because other teams will strengthen. Yeah, you'll get the um, you'll get the same people coming out and saying, "Come on, this is our chance to really propel ourselves towards the promised land." And we only need one or two. We only need a goal scorer in January, or we only need that sort of. I don't know, A-list playmaker to come yeah, in. Scott Sinclair. They could be the one. Well, indeed. But um, Risdale spoke well, didn't he? He spoke about how uh, the tight up against FFP, which you don't necessarily take into consideration, really, do you? You just look at the squad and just think it could just just do with that extra. Yeah. extra and as he said, he doesn't think people are understanding him when he keeps talking about FFP. <laughs> Get the message. To be fair, I wouldn't have a, a, a clue about FFP. I'll tell you what, it'd be tremendous to get Martin Lewis in a room, Peter Risdale, oh. and just chew the fat about FFP. Money. That, oh. <laughs> Maybe Martin Lewis can start making his TV show on ITV. Not just the Martin Lewis show, but the Martin Lewis and Peter Risdale show. I can see viewing figures going through the roof. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so if I wouldn't have the first idea about FFP, really. It's 13 million a year, and it, over three years. Right, yeah. He spoke about how we're not allowed to... Well, not allowed, that's the wrong term, but we'd have to get rid of players to bring players in, and that's really always been the case at North End, let's have it right. 
So yeah, yeah. there's still still a bit of dead wood in that squad, isn't there? You'd say so that you can offload and hopefully that frees up financial space as well as literal space to bring some quality through the door. I had some outstanding Mark Lawrenson quotes come through on email for some from some like PR agency before. I was thinking, oh, it'll be optimistic. I don't see Preston finishing in the playoffs this season. The manager has about 18 to 20 players. He does change the team around a lot. Sometimes he changes the formation. As a Preston fan, I don't see them finishing in the top six unless they go for it in January, but they won't go for it because they manage the club very well. A story like Luton is amazing, but it happens once every 10 years. So, yeah, Mark's feeling optimistic. Uh, that's really not like Mark Lawrenson, is it, at all, to be so... Must have woken up you know, and just had a rank bad mood and got to talk about North End and thought... That is so uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic of Lawrence. He's normally a real bright spark and, you know, the light of everyone's day. But, um, yeah, no surprise whatsoever from one of the most miserable men in TV, <laughs> Mark Lawrence. Well, he's been, he's been sort of cut adrift from TV now, hasn't he, Mark Lawrence? Which is a bit of a shame uh, because he was, he was decent to entertainment and value. I remember that stinky cause when he got released by Match of the Day. Yeah, it was all over the headlines, weren't it? Nobody would have really cared, but Mark Lawrenson kept coming out in the media and doing interviews berating the BBC for getting rid of him on Match of the Day. I genuinely don't believe that anybody would have realised he'd gone, but Mark Lawrenson refused to accept that and um, and continued to keep cropping up in the media. So I suppose this is yet another chance for Mark to stab his head above the parapet with you and, you know, tell yeah. them that they're doing nothing because they're so well-run club, but also won't go for it in January, which is just a backhand compliment, really. Yeah, incredible. Whiteman, Peter, saying, thinks it'll be done before the end of January. Well, what he said was, I think it'll be resolved before the end of January. So I yeah. think he was saying he's confident of tying him down. You know, obviously actions speak louder than words. I'm not so sure myself. Just we'll have to see, won't we? Yeah, there were quite a few decent contract contract nuggets, weren't there? Lines. Um, Whiteman was one. Um, Brown was another where he basically said that Alan Brown was holding him to ransom over his current performances and he wants another pay rise. That's more or less what the Riddler said. That was quite interesting. Whiteman's one of them where... We can expect clubs higher up in the league or the Premier League to be looking at him because he is that high quality of a player, especially when you sort of allow him to meander into the final year of his contract. It's not ideal. And we've seen this thing before, you know, especially with Ben Pearson in recent years. So you've just got to hope and pray that, that North End managed to get him to tie himself down and, you sort of hope and pray that the Riddler can sprinkle some of his magic dust into Ben Whiteman and make him sign on. So I hope he can do that because he is obviously an integral player to us and probably our best player. I know Brown's been Herculean of late, but you'd say that Whiteman plays a more pure style of football, don't you? Um, and that's no slight on Brown, who has been literally unbelievable season to date. Um, hopefully we can just get them, get them both tied down because they're both key players for us, aren't they? Yeah, we'll see. When you say go higher in the league, we are obviously fifth, but you've got teams below us, haven't you, that are big clubs that can offer more money and 
maybe Whiteman's at that age where he's thinking this is my chance to I've got to do it now really in the next couple of years so you can imagine a lot's going through his head he's been here two and a half years he takes his football seriously so hopefully we can prove to him that this is the right place to be but yeah Peter's confident anyway so we'll see Peter kept kept asking himself questions didn't he oh Ryan does that all the time I had, to, I had to question how many questions you asked to Peter uh, because he was basically asking himself the question as if it was he who was the interviewer and he who was the interviewee, um, <laughs> which is quite amusing. But yeah, from the sort of little that I listen to Lowy because his interviews are cliche-ridden and deeply uninspiring at times, in my opinion. Um well, it's either one or the other, isn't it? It's either like complete enthusiasm or well, I wish I wasn't bloody here talking to you. <laughs> Which is understandable because they do a lot of media stuff, don't they? Some more than others. Yeah. Yeah, the Riddle must absolutely love his media stuff because when he does the rounds, he does the rounds with literally everybody, doesn't he? Yeah. Good. Although, I mean, his answer on Castor, the kit stuff, was incredible, literally. It was a pretty basic question. What have you made of the Castor partnership? And like a three, three and a half minute answer. Just absolutely came into his own. You didn't actually include that in the written stuff, did you? No, it's a separate one. It's gone out. All right. Well, I'll have to catch that up because um, mm. I'd love nothing more to hear the thoughts of Risdale and Castor. Obviously, an ex an ex retailer yeah. really is his uh, niche. Indeed. Among many other things. Just another string to the bow. Is that the right phrase? Yes. String to your bow, yeah. String to the bow of the Riddler. But yeah, just back on to Liam Miller, as you tried to move on to before I rudely interrupted you. Peter was quite confident he, that he would be here after his loan spell, which was which is a good thing um, because there's, we know we spoke about it quite a lot, there's, there's a player there, isn't there? There really is a player there, so there hopefully is. we can see him to best effect here. And if he's here for a couple of years, he's going to produce some pretty awful displays. He's also going to produce some sparkle. Basel, the bottom of the league. That's mental, isn't it? I think of him as a really steady European side. Sat rock yeah. bottom. Maybe because they've lost Liam Miller. Highly doubt that. But yes. No, it was encouraging for him to say, depends what I do between now and next summer. So maybe they're going to try and potentially get it done ahead of next summer. Because he's that kind of talent where it doesn't feel better than Preston, certainly not, but certainly one worth worth trying to get through the door. Yeah, I agree. He's got he's got a ceiling higher than many others, hasn't he? He just needs to perform more consistently and produce more cutting edge in the final third. But I suppose that'll come. He's only been yeah. here, what? And again, has he played 10? We're around 10, 10 to 12. Confidence player, I think, isn't he? Which is the case with most wingers. Yeah, streaky, you think. Streaky. Once he gets the better of his man early in the game, you can expect him to give him... To really light up. A real hard, hard time. But on the flip side, if you were to play against him, if I was playing against Liam Miller, I'd be absolutely useless anyway because he just literally would rings around me. But I'd be looking to clatter him early on, like really get stuck in. Yeah, like kick him um, right up in the air. Oh, big time, yeah. Yeah, be going into mm-hmm. Rose Ed. Um, so, so, but yeah, you're just going to be careful that you don't you don't get 
expelled with too hefty a tackle. Indeed. Looks like they're going to talk to Kean Best as well. Good news, I think. Yeah, that just makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, that goal he scored for the England under-19s was a thing of beauty, weren't it? It was an absolute pile driver. You don't, you don't often hear goals described as that anymore, do you? Stephen Gerrard used to score pile drivers, didn't he? But um, Yes. Yeah, unbelievable goal he scored for the 19s. And I suppose that a lad who's now got that England age group pedigree again, there's going to be teams sniffing around the youngster. So, um, yeah, it would just make... It's just logic, and that's that's what Risdale has in abundance, logic. So I imagine we're getting tied down. You got accused, actually, of making the Riddler come across like a nice person, didn't you? It's basically guess... implying that he wasn't quite that nice person. And I suppose this, this particular episode has done just that as well. Yeah. Nothing to enhance your reputation, especially as this sort of spin artists like Peter Mandelson or Alistair Campbell <laughs> work for New Labour, like doing this job for Peter Isdale. I, I really enjoyed the abuse bit as well of your uh, of your sort of interview with him, where you asked him about the abuse. But um, he, he brought it up. I think I'd said, what? my question was, yeah. are you pleased with the impact of summer, summer, the summer signings? And within about five seconds, we were back to Bamber Bridge and him getting the abuse filled out in. Yeah, it's like well, well, look. I mean, I was at Bamber Bridge. <laughs> Just say Dwayne brilliant. Holmes was good. <laughs> yeah, I like how um, how he basically imagined that there's people literally hovering atop their keyboards to get stuck into the Rizzler's emails once again if Northern start <laughs> losing again, and he. <laughs> and he anticipated that would happen. Did, <laughs> yeah. It's just brilliant, to be fair. How, like, you can ask him just a completely innocent question about new signings, and he's on about getting abused at Bamber Bridge. But um, I think Liam Miller was only back on like Thursday evening in the country, yeah. so you'd be surprised if he starts really, unless they're doing all the shape work today. But yeah, yeah. all that all that flying. I wonder what he's going to do. The aftermath of the previous international break, he nor Osmite started, I think. Right. Because they've been travelling. I think that could be complete nonsense. But Liam Miller didn't start 100% because he'd been playing in Japan, I think, on the previous time. Yeah, for a while. Where have been playing this time? Uh, Canada and Jamaica. Well, all right, tremendous. Uh, Jamaica's not that far away, is it? But I suppose Canada is. Yeah, injury's looking pretty decent. We've just got. Got Reese out, who appears to be on the mend slowly but surely, which is which is a good sign because Christ, if we can get him back to where he sort of was when he got the injury, we um, we have a serious goal scorer on our hands. And then I'm trying to think about anyone else. Ali McCann, Craig Puddingham, Hughes. Been a while at Deepdale, hasn't it? Looking forward to getting back on. Yeah, it has been a while. It was last Cov. That was our last game. Cov. Bloody hell, that. Seems like years ago. Yeah, good to be back on deep though. You can't beat one of those. You know, just a nice home game, just to ease you back in for that international break. You had all the razzmatazz of a win on, on the um, on the TV on the Friday night at Blackburn. It's been absolutely ages since North End played. So, yeah, looking forward to getting back on North End. Deepdale, good. Good to be back. This week is going to fly by, isn't it? Middlesbrough Tuesday, 
QPR Friday. Massive these three game weeks. It can really go one way or the other. You could win, lose, or draw these games, can't you? Yeah, you can win, lose, or draw. <laughs> you could lose them all. You could win them all. You could draw wow. them all. Literally any outcome is possible. But you look no at it. You look at it. There's a good chance there, really. I know Middlesbrough have picked up significantly in recent weeks, but you've got to be confident here. You'd be pleased with four. Uh, I said four points. People would be on at me in the podcast. Uh, on Twitter there, wouldn't they? You'd be happy, we'd be delighted with seven seven points. You'd be pleased with six points and then you'd be content, content with five. Five, anything other than that, you'd be absolutely fuming. You'd be getting on the hashtag PNAFC and really getting stuck in and asking yeah. for Lowe's head and the Riddler and the Riddler out as well. But, um, yeah. You'd expect to win the whole, mate, matches, but not as easy as that. Cardiff for a nuggety team. And QPR have just got rid of Ainsworth, haven't they? That wasn't a great shout from you, was it? To say that Ainsworth ought to be the man to come into North End. You were a big Ainsworth was man. Uh, come away. You were a massive Ainsworth fan. You can't, can't try getting out of this now. But yeah, Middlesbrough were a tough game midweek. You know, starting to come two under Michael Carrick. So yeah. I'd be absolutely delighted with six points. Please with five. I'd be in town if we got nine or seven. Yeah, you'd be in town if we got anything from zero to nine, I would imagine. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> yeah. I'd probably be in town no matter what. Uh, right. Yeah. We've rambled on for far too long here, so I'll hurl a question at you. September 2017, Cardiff at home. Yes. Oh, the, uh, the, glory days. the glory days of Alex Neal times, these, weren't they? He finds a way into every episode. Obviously, we yeah. saw Alex, oh. didn't we, last night in a tuxedo on Twitter and he looked wonderful. It really yes. Wonderful. If there's one place on earth you wouldn't expect to see Alex Neal, it would be House of Armani. Is it ha- no, sorry. Cavani. Not Armani. <laughs> House of Cavani. That's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, he looked... He looked odd, but also uh, lovely and professional. Shiny. Yeah, shiny. Dashing, you could almost say. But anyway, back on to Cardiff at home in 2017. And he's 3-0. Josh Harrop scored. Remember Josh Harrop? Um, He scored. Can I recall the other goal scorers? Brown scored. Because Brown scored every week that season. And can I recall the other goal scorer? I can't. So Browns was uh, an absolute yeah. worldy from like forty yeah. yards. Yeah, I remember that over the shot stopper, sprinting back to his goal. I was in the town end then, my town end days. I think Robinson might have scored as well. Sean Maguire, Maguire, Shawnee. Back when Sean Maguire actually was capable of finding the back of the net. In those warm and fuzzy early days, where we thought we had the next David Nugent, Michael Owen, Michael Owen, yeah, minus the well, yeah, I suppose the injuries came after, but minus the injuries back then. But yeah, now he's at Carlisle, embroiled in a relegation battle. In fact, I wonder if he's got a um, inflated wage now. They've been overtaken by those American owners, Carlisle. Ah, oh, this is a great topic for me to bring up here because I'm sure you'll be there. The um, 
White's Wonderland on Sunday at Deepdale. You'll be there, won't you? Food, drink, and gift stores. Light switch on with Ryan Lowe. Raffle, <laughs> raffle with big prizes. Santa's in town. Dan Sachs. Right up your street, that. No word of a lie. I am actually there. Wow. We want with a I am, I am running the p- p- pin the tail on Neil Collins stall. Shut up. Um, which will be £2 a go if you're in the area at the White's Wonderland at Deepdale on Sunday. Come along to the pin the tail on Neil Collins stall. Neil Collins won't be there, but I've made like a paper mache version of the former North End Central defender. So um, so there you go. Pin the tail on Neil Collins. Why Neil Collins? Good question, actually. Why Neil Collins? Um, I don't know. Just it was one. either Neil Collins or Neil Trotman. <laughs> Uh, Equally, from one fantastic Neil to two dreadful Neils. Talking of Neil Trotman, actually. Trotman wasn't dreadful. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to remember him. I, just, I remember Parkin saying he scored own goals up time in training. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being at Bristol City away on the last day of the season. They were in the playoffs where they lost the hull to that world-class goal by Dean Windass. Windass. Um, and I remember him. Really gloating, actually. It was back when the uh, away end didn't have any backs on the seats. They were just stools, and the home enclosure was really stuck into us about how dreadful we were and about how they'd be in the Premier League next season. Uh, And we got absolutely walloped that day, 3-0. But Neil Trotman chucked his top shorts, boots, and socks into the crowd. He walked off just wearing those Lycra Under Armour shorts. That's all (laughs) he was wearing as he walked off the field. And the tunnel is obviously on the opposite ground to the yeah. away end, or it was back then. It's not anymore, but it was back then. And it was quite a lonely walk for Neil Trotman, wearing absolutely nothing but these incredibly tight shorts, left nothing to the imagination. I bet it sold for quite a bit, that, that kit from Trotman, didn't it? He'd oh, have yeah. it in. Big time. Yeah, that would have made some serious dough. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like my um, kick-out racism T-shirt of Carly Hitman Hawley's that I, uh, that I got given. That would have gone for some serious money as well. Plans for the weekend, other than football, anything? Yeah, I've got a jam-packed weekend this weekend. Obviously, pin the tail on Neil Collins. Yeah. But anything else? That's Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, they're running that stall on Sunday. So, cash only for those who are coming and want to pin the tail on Neil Collins. Uh, And then tonight, uh, I've got a darty party, a housewarming darty party. Harry Bates, who listens into this podcast to and from work, um, he's hosting a darty housewarming party. So I'm looking forward to that, taking the action from the Players' Championship finals. Uh, and a few drinks will be had. We're going to go to the Strip as well for a bit, at the Penwitham Strip. So, yeah, I look forward to that. And then tomorrow, another friend of the podcast, Chris, well, actually, he's not a friend of the podcast because he doesn't listen to the podcast. Because, and I quote, he hears enough nonsense from me um, to elsewhere from listening to this podcast is Chris Newcomb's birthday party 30 Chris Newcomb so um, we're going to Pemberton Cricket Club for his 30th birthday shindig tomorrow night Saturday evening after Cardiff at home so mm. all in all a jam-packed weekend Cameron Menzies is currently kicking off with Voltage Rob Cross 
on stage, <laughs> in my head. So, which is not the first time that Rob Cross has been embroiled in a war of words on the hockey in the last couple of weeks. He had one with MVG at the Slam as well. But anyway, uh, yeah, what have you got planned? Uh, very little. Going Nico tonight. Might see Millie there for a couple yeah. of scoops before the game. Who knows? I wonder, I wonder if he'll be in there with Mass Frocky or Jensen. Oh, he was an incredible interviewee yesterday. His voice is like something you've never heard. He's like an actor. Just incredible. Really is. You heard him talk? No. Oh. I haven't, but um, I will he tune in He's one cool dude. Really pressed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we spoke about that before. That he's a cool dude. Yeah. I'll get stuck into that. Is it rousing like Peter's was or not? No comment. Have a listen. Good promotion as well of our spin-off. Yes, indeed. So we're branching out on this podcast, aren't we? We're going to off as a new, new height. Press weekly. Now we've got PNE Press that's out more than once a week as well. We're just bombarding people with content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Good work. So just to finish, are you actually doing pin the tail on Neil Collins, or is that absolute horseshit? No, I mean that is complete horseshit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not running a pin the tail on Neil Collins stall at Winter Wonderland for children. On Sunday, so yeah, if you, if you were listening and planning to come to that, well, you need to sort of have a long hard look at yourself in the mirror, mostly because that would be a ridiculous thing to do. But um, yeah, apologies about that. That that's not happening. Although, if anybody at the club would like me to run up in the tail on Neil Collins' stall, then I'd be happy to do so. If there is appetite for it, and why not? Can be cut out of Neil Collins or. If Neil Collins wants to come down on Sunday after he's managed Barnsley's game, is he George of Barnsley? Neil Collins? Yeah, he is. I didn't know that. So imagine like a pinata of Neil Collins. That'd that just be just violent. Like, that you just walloped until like goodies came out. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick an ex Preston player or manager, it'd have to be Wesley, wouldn't it? <laughs> he'd have what to, to make smash. into a pinata. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it would be quite ironic if you did it as EDL Wayne Brown. <laughs> oh, my God. He was a very violent man. A decent defender in his long spell, with no offence, though. Until he signed out a permanent, and then he, he just appeared to be running through treacle a lot of the time. Yeah, who else? Eddie Johnson. Christ, that long spell was up there with the worst I've ever seen. I don't mind him. I wouldn't mind whacking him. <laughs> pinata. But, yeah. Uh... Yeah, Wesley would be pretty good value. Watching Wesley hit his own pinata would be quite good as well. Yes. Yeah. Because he would hit it until his until there's absolutely nothing left. Oh, <laughs> he'd get into the mind of the pinata, wouldn't he? He would. He'd let right. the pinata. I'm, I'm ending the nonsense. I'm ending it. Yeah, yeah. End it there, please. <laughs> Take me Say away. Bye. From this. Say goodbye. Farewell. I'm not a child. See you soon, all. <laughs> you just keep talking. <laughs> See ya. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app.
Are you in? At participate in restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.